Cart races and looking at what makes them work, we've got to look at how fun they are, the racing mechanics, items, and in the case of today's modern gaming world, monetization. Chocobo GP sort of fits into this category um, as a cart racer specifically under the Final Fantasy series. Um, hello, my name is Connor and I'm from the Player One team here on Sin. And I'm going to be talking about Chocobo GP and specifically both the reaction at the time and as well reviewing the game seven months down the track because this is an interesting an interesting uh, I'd say equation because this is a live service game where there are microtransactions, there are battle passes, and we're going to see sort of how everything sort of fits together in a well-based manner and sort of see if Chocobo GP does the kart racing genre justice, or frankly should be an abomination of the kart racing genre. Now, for complete context, the game was initially announced in September 2021 um, on a Nintendo Direct as a Final Fantasy kart racer, which drew a lot of attention because there hasn't been a Chocobo um, racing game for quite some time. But additionally, on top of that, um, it is a Final Fantasy kart racer. People enjoy Final Fantasy. There is... You know, we got we've been spoiled for Final Fantasy content um, with the Final Fantasy VII remake, and of course, Crisis Core coming out later this year. But of course, Chocobo GP is a bit of a lighter tone. It is a much more on the more lighter side of the series, focusing on the more cuter aspects of the game. And people thought it was Mario Kart but in a Final Fantasy skin. When the game released on March 10th, I had pre-ordered the game. I was excited about a new kart racer, specifically in the Final Fantasy genre or Final Fantasy series. And as someone who loves Crash Team Racing, as someone who enjoys Mario Kart and enjoys the um, fundamentals of kart racing, I thought, well, this, this needs to sort of fit. I hope this fits what I want. And on launch, to say that this game was a disappointment was an understatement, and specifically um, for one reason, and that is as soon as you boot up the game, as soon as you get the startup music, you are blasted with monetization ads for the Battle Pass and for microtransactions. So um, there are currencies in this game. A couple of them you can earn in, well, all of them you can earn in-game. And I'm going to be speaking about this in the March 10th context. Not today. I will get to um, Chocobo GP in today's context, but I'm going to be looking at it from a March 10th perspective and opening up to see that the game has monetization when in reviews and even in Nintendo Life, um, they sadly reviewed the game before launch and didn't see the monetization. They didn't see the announcements of the Battle Pass. They didn't see the announcements of the premium currency until launch, which, and they gave the game an 8 out of 10, which for a game like Chocobo GP, which touts itself as a live service game and will have seasons and battle passes, you can't review this game 
as a um, as a you got to review it a bit differently. I think reviewing it at launch is a mistake because you're not getting a full package. You have to review the game at least six months past the release date, even between six months to a year. Now, with Chocobo GP, you were blasted with ads for monetization and you were presented uh, the option to buy Mithril gold coins and such. Now, Mithril, you can earn in-game by collecting them on the racetrack. You can buy coins. Um, that would be the premium currency, uh, rather. And you can buy, or you can uh, earn that in-game, but also spend money to get loads of them for characters, skins and such. And finally, you have tickets, which can be also won in-game by collecting Mithril. Um, that itself can be used in-game and you cannot purchase them. That is strictly in-game. And opening up the game, um, not it will bombard you with it, but also the monetization has... It, it really started off as quite egregious. They did, before the game actually released or soon after, they did acknowledge, they did acknowledge that perhaps it was a mistake and they gave people um, free currency to use for whatever they want. Could be costumes, could be the battle pass. So let's look at the season one battle pass, which the... The uh, top honours for that one, for actually getting all the way there, was unlocking Cloud Strife from Final Fantasy VII. And, of course, in using your gold coins as well, you can unlock um, some of the characters from Final Fantasy VIII. So immediately you have that appeal of trying to lead people towards um, spending money on the monetization to get characters that, that, that are beloved in the Final Fantasy series, now a lot of the a lot of the game does focus on the earlier titles. I'd say potentially up to Final Fantasy IX, um, where you will have you have Steiner as an example as one of the playable characters. Now, in now on top of the monetization, there were. Oh, this is touting as an online game. The main mode, which will be kind of the, the meat and potatoes of this game, because when we will get to the story mode of this game, which is lackluster, uh, to say the least, but the main meat and potatoes of the game is the Chocobo GP, where you will compete against 64 other races in, uh, in brackets to... Narrow it down from 64 players competing to one. Now, how that breaks down is that um, you'll get each race will have eight competitors, and the top four of each bracket will move on to the next round up until we get the final eight competitors, which obviously first, second, and third will be acknowledged as at least winning something, at least gaining more experience and um, gaining more levels in the battle pass system. Now, with now this mode itself is a fantastic concept and to give the game credit um, that is one of the most strongly implemented modes in the entire game the chocobo gp mode is is really good i love the concept of it i love that idea of um, breaking down each bracket till we get to the final eight competitors the final best eight of that mode or that um that particular brackets and uh, that would say that that is the main thing you'll get out of this. Um, you're not really going to get much else besides that. Now, if we want to go into the other modes, you have your standard online races with um, random people, with friends and such. You also have um, the story mode, which is more or less just 
a tutorial for understanding the tracks and understanding the items that you use. And it, it's, a, it's an introduction to the game where you can unlock the main cast of characters that you can just unlock in-game. That is it. This is not a great story mode. There is The story is pretty non-existent. I wouldn't bother with it other than just to unlock characters. Now, when we go into... And that's... That's kind of it. You do have customization, which you can unlock in the in the store, which once again, I'm going to be referring to this a lot because the game is so held back by the fact that everything is tied to a to a currency. Um, unlocking skins, unlocking colors for cards, unlocking colors for characters, um, unlocking banners and flags is all tied to the premium currency. Now, and this is, once again, this is speaking from the at-launch perspective. Um, everything is tied to the premium currency and still is today. Now, if we want to look at the game seven months on, so the game has been out for um, nearly seven months. Uh, came out March 10th in 2022. Um, as of recording, it is the 3rd of October, 2022. Now, as each season has come and gone, the development team and Square Enix, who published the game, have been very generous. They realize the mistake that they've made and the fact that it has potentially alienated the Final Fantasy community. They have offered um, basically the enough currency. If you join the, st the start of the season, you will be given enough currency to do the battle pass for basically for free. So you don't have to pay to get in. And you are, I'd say the best advice I could give is you play the game up until the, you complete the main course of the battle pass because they've changed the structure of that as well. The initial structure was similar to what you see in something like Fortnite, where you have a select number of levels and you, once you get to the, the final one, you get the top prize. And that was it. You've completed it. Now what they've done is the first 20 are the main course. They are the main things that you do in the game. Then once you get past uh, the level 20 in the battle pass, which would be unlocking a character or a cart as such, um, there will just be um, each preceding level will just be coins to um, use in the storefront. So they've really changed things around, which I do give the the game enough credit for, and I give the developers for. They listened to their audience and have responded with a much more generous attitude to what they had um, going into it. So they've allowed more they've allowed more opportunities to buy characters and unlock characters in the game on top of skins, on top of carts, on top of um, cart skins and such. Um, so that's been a very pleasant experience to have. And this is looking from the um, 3rd of October eyes with Chocobo GP. Now, here we get into not just the game modes, we've done that, but the gameplay itself. Now, going into this, when you look at, if you if you just stop where you are right now and go back to the Nintendo Direct footage of Chocobo GP back in September of 2021, your first thought is, Oh wow, it's fun it's Mario Kart but with Final Fantasy. 
And that is essentially what they've tried to do gameplay-wise. They've tried to make the controls somewhat feel like Mario Kart, but in this case, I don't know if it's because you know, Square Enix don't do a lot of kart races. Um, I don't recall them, like, if they did one fairly recently, but also not one in the past, not that not one that hasn't been Chocobo, um, but I think the last Chocobo game was, or Chocobo Racing was on the PlayStation 1. So it was, whether it was inexperience or a lack of care, because potentially this may have been a throwaway project, um, the game feels, the best way to describe how this game feels when you are actually racing, the controls feel floaty. Nothing, nothing has impact. Nothing feels like nothing has that oomph of driving a cart in this in this game. It feels very floaty. It feels like you're in zero gravity sometimes. What makes this even worse for me, and especially for someone who comes into this with a crash team racing mindset, um, is the drifting. So in Chocobo GP, the controls for drifting are very similar. They're basically the exact carbon copy of Mario Kart, where you hold down um, the tr- the um, Z or even the, uh, the, the trigger, and you, you do a small hop and then go into a drift. And you just hold onto that drift whilst rota- whilst flipping the analog stick to get into better position to make a turn. But if you hold it for longer, the, 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 the more intense the boost you're going to get. And it is the exact same as Mario Kart. If you're like me and think CTR has the best drift system, you are correct in that. Um, but it's the exact same as Mario Kart. No no complaints in terms of how it's implemented or the controls for the implementation in terms of turning the game does not turn well it feels it doesn't feel responsive enough as you're in mid drift there it almost feels like a not feels like you're playing Mario Kart 64 when you drift and that's not inherently a bad thing but compared to how even modern Mario Kart games handle drifting it could be done a hell of a lot better in a game that was released in 2022 by uh, Square Enix. Um, it feels very. It doesn't feel right to drift in this game, and it feels less to less right to turn in this game without drifting because the turn in each of the cards is not good. If you use um, for example, I'm going to use Crash Team Racing as the example. The base characters, or even the turn ca- turn-based characters, something like, for example, um, Polar or Pura um, in CTR, their turns are very noticeable. Um, you, the turning without boosting feels fantastic, and it feels right. Uh, it's hard to explain with drifting in kart races, but it doesn't. It feels chunky, and turning should feel like a seamless experience where it feels natural. Turning in Chocobo GP does not feel that way. Now, in terms of the items that are used, because this is a character kart racer where items are key, um, you will... there. The items are very standard across the board in terms of... It's nothing that we haven't seen before in Mario Kart. You have your homing attacks. You have, like, your equivalent to a green shell. You have your equivalent to a lightning bolt. You have your equivalent to a bullet bill. Um, You have your equivalent to um, almost like a a missile in Crash Team Racing. Everything feels very similar. The The biggest issue 
with items in this game is that the collision is so off in this game. There are times where you hit someone dead on and the actual item itself just goes right through them. It acts like there's nothing there. And that is a, that's frustrating because this is a kart racer. Your items need to have not perfect collision. You don't have to, you know, it doesn't have to be perfect, but it has to be competent. This game does not nail its collision detection well at all. Instead, it continuously fails in giving someone the opportunity to be confident in their abilities to fire a, a, a weapon in the game. Instead, sometimes it feels like dumb luck. There are times where it absolutely is dumb luck where you get a where you get a shot in or multiple. Um, there are some that even the shield in the game it doesn't work. It is so inconsistent where you will have your shield on and it will be active, but you still get hit. That is ridiculous in a game like this where it needs to be perfect. Crash Team Racing did this right. Mario Kart has done this right for so long, yet you cannot make a shield worth anything or feel like a, a strong power-up because it doesn't work. And that's the biggest thing with Chocobo GP's items. They don't work. They don't feel like they offer a substantial amount of feedback, especially when you're the one firing the weapon, when you're the one actually getting hit by the weapon. The, the time from getting hit to driving again is ridiculous. Now, you can argue that the, it may be the same for Crash Team Racing, and I would say specifically Crash Team Racing because that does feel like it has a relatively long um, hit-to-drive ratio. That is, st you're still moving. You're still actually moving. In Mario Kart, when you get hit, you may be slowed down and may go off in a spin, but you're still moving. You're still actually doing things and on top of that, Mario Kart itself is a much quicker, much quicker time to driving than Chocobo GP, which puts you in a complete standstill as you slowly flail up into the air, then land back down, and then slowly start back up. Because this is not compared to CTR and Mario Kart. I do apologize for constantly referring to CTR and Mario Kart, but those are the best examples that I can use in this context. The, those games are fast-paced. Even in 50cc and Mario Kart, they still feel like something. Chocobo GP is a slow kart racer. It doesn't feel like a fast octane race where anything can happen. Instead, you get potentially hit once and it's game over because the other racers will just be that much better than you. And it's so slow to get going because the boosts themselves take forever to really show impact and show that you're actually moving at a fast pace. I want to know when I'm gaining speed that I'm actually moving fast. CTR does the boost the boost on top of boosts like in Crash Nitro Kart and that works because it makes you feel like you're gaining speed. It makes you feel like you're actually moving forward instead of moving back and the only way to move forward is to have an overpowered item like the teleportation tunnel or the dragon power up which is 
for more or less the bullet bill of the situation. Or potentially, if you have a really good character ability, that is one thing I did forget to mention in the game. Um, if you when you once you build up with mithril crystals and everything else, um, when drifting and such, every character has a special move that they can use. Um, some it can be for speed. Some it can be uh, a, a highly powered uh, missile. Um, it could be a bunch of other things. It could be an elemental attack. Um, these, though, good. And I do appreciate that every single one of them is relatively different from one another. They're not strong enough to really turn the tide of a race. Because if it was, for example, like the fatal blow of a Mortal Kombat game, that itself would make this a much more fun kart racer because it adds that unpredictability. It adds that chaotic nature that you need in something like this. This does not provide any of it. In fact, I would believe that it provides the opposite of such, where it almost feels kind of pointless to do so. Now, in turn, now in terms of this, the game itself is a it is a lower budget kart racer that probably is only it's only used as a cash grab. And I think Square Enix forgot about the game as soon as it came out because of the negative feed. Well, they maybe maybe a month or two in, they forgot about the game because of the ne negative feedback and having to play damage control um, for it. Now the game has improved. I'm not going. Uh, I'm not going to say it's a, a massive improvement, but it is marginally improved thanks to the generosity of Square Enix when it comes to their battle pass system, their monetization tactics. Not to. Granted, this is a not a full price game in Australian context, but it's pretty damn close to it, and they're char and they're putting microtransactions on top of that. That is a freaking joke within itself. So Square Enix should be ashamed of themselves for adding Michael transactions into the game. Michael transactions is back, and he's ruining all your great Final Fantasy kart races. You know, it's a shame because this game had so much potential to be something great, and it was there was excitement around it because you know what. You know what games work on the Switch? Final Fantasy games. Well, you know what games also work on the Switch? Kart races. Put them together and you have a perfect combination of things that should work well together. But it doesn't. Or it doesn't to the extent that I would want it to. Compared to other kart races that I can play, um, CTR, Mario Kart, All-Stars, Fruit Racing, um, this is on the lower end of the totem pole. Um, I would... <laughs> The sad part is I find myself going back to this game every time there's a start of a new season because the, the the sad part is there is fun to be had here and I hate torching a game for this because there are fun moments to the game where you get the when you get a good flow going it's really good when you start to understand you have to really adjust yourself to the controls once you have done that it's a it's not terrible it's a competent kart racer and you know, the, the battle pass itself nowadays is pretty easy to get by. You could probably do it um, for maybe like four hours of consistent play or if you're going to spread it out. I usually get the battle pass done in a week and that's really good and I work full time. You know, it's hard to find time to sometimes to play games, but when I play Chocobo GP at the start of a season, I get through the games pretty fairly quickly and the battle pass itself for the first 20 levels before it's just uh, coins fairly easy to get by and that's not a bad thing it's just a shame that we've had to get to the point where they've had to play damage control on this game 
because they put my because of their decision to put microtransactions in the game. And it's such a a, a great point with how Square Enix has been um, really mishandling game series and the the concept of monetization in games. Not that that should be a thing, and especially in a game that you pay near full price for. That itself is ridiculous and, frankly, an utter joke. But if you are wanting to play the game, and don't get me wrong, yes, I've really been, I've been quite negative about this game, but there are some really good things about it. The character roster is vast, it's huge, it's a great roster of early Final Fantasy, um, and it's continuously adding characters to the game itself. It is a great idea. And I think it really works in that regard. Um, something that also works in the game is um, is the multiplayer itself. The Chocobo GP, I think, is fantastic mode. It is a fun concept. It works well for what they did. And you can tell it's the most effort that was put into it. It works well. The tra- you know the track design. I'm not really going to say too much about it because it's not great. Um, you have stuff from Final Fantasy VII, Final Fa- like just different Final Fantasy games. But the track design's not great. It's not really. It's not good for the type of kart racer it is. Um, but I'm gonna. I really want to focus more on the positive side of things. Um, there is a lot of customization for the characters when you use the currencies available to you. Um, there is a lot of options in terms of how you want your or how you want your cart to look. Um, there's a lot of great stickers. Some of them are made by the fan community as well, which I highly recommend you check that out. Um, but the I think the the most enjoyable part about that game is the Chocobo GP mode, where you can tell a lot of time and effort was really put into it. Um, but overall, the package itself, this is a game that is best put on sale. And when you do see it on sale, you might as well pick it up. As well, there is a free version of the game, which gives you a very bare minimum roster of characters um, and modes. So if you want to just try out the game, it doesn't hurt to do the free-to-play mode. So there is options there in that regard. Um, But that's going to be it from me. What do you think about Chocobo GP? If you have played it, let us know in the Player One socials. Um, go check it out every every Monday night, 8 to 11 p.m., Player One on Sin. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you all have a wonderful day.